Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are going to be in Hosea chapter 6. And um, so, like yesterday, I've got to uh, do some real early work. So I'm going to be reading this uh, uh, chapter first and then making some comments on the way in. Um, so uh, also... A quick shout out to um, the Through the Bible podcast. They were, um, I, I noticed they were reading a letter this morning from a young man in Zambia, which is just awesome. So our our prayers are for everyone in Zambia, as well as all people listening through the different countries that are listening, but um, especially for this young man who's placing his faith in Jesus Christ. So let's read the verses in chapter 6, verse 1, and, and react to them. Chapter 6, verse 1, Hosea. Come, let us return to the Lord, for He has torn us, that He may heal us. He has struck us down, and He will bind us up. In other words, he is, um, He's torn us. He's going to punish us, so that in order our hearts can change, and then He can heal us. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Is he talking about actual days? He's probably not talking about actual days, but he's talking <clears throat> in certain um, interesting parallels to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus was uh, put to death, and then on the third day, he rose. Not only he rose in saving his, he, his life was was uh, um, uh, saved, but he's saving the whole nation of Israel. He's saving the church. He's saving all who would believe. He's saving the whole world from its own sins. And of course, here in Hosea, Hosea is talking about the northern kingdom and that on the third day, Jesus will revive the nation. Verse 3, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. It, that to me is one of the most powerful verses in this thing. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. 
Do you feel like you know the Lord today? Or if you don't, you got to keep pressing on to know the Lord. You can keep looking past the trouble, past the hardship to know the Lord. He's there. He was on the cross. And the hardship sometimes that we have to go through, just like the nation Israel had to go through, was it in order for him to have our hearts changed and for him to raise us up just as he was raised up? Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that waters the earth. So, a testimony here to God's faithfulness. Now, in chapter 5, we saw that punishment was certain. But now, we're seeing in chapter 6, sort of the refining of why the punishment needs to occur. The punishment needs to occur is so that we can know the Lord. And the Lord is trying to come to us. He wants us. He wants to seek us out. He has unfailing love for each one of us. If our hearts will change for him. Verse 4. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? That's God in his frustration. Like a parent going, what am I going to do with my children who are not good children? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. In other words, you guys are fickle. You don't love your parents. You don't love your father. You don't love me. What am I going to do with you? You don't accept my correction. You don't accept my punishment. It just drives you even further away. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to judge you. Verse 5. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. What pleases God is those who seek Him. How do you seek Him? You seek His Word. You seek His teaching. You seek what He's instructing you to do. But this is the heart of the Lord for you. He desires your love and not your sacrifices and your deeds and all of the things that you try to do. No, He wants your love. Verse 7, But like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt faithlessly with me. Gilead is a city of evildoers tracked with blood as robbers lie in wait for a man. So the priests band together. They murder on the way to the Shalem. They commit villainy. A priest, God's saying, who's not going to tell the people my words is just like somebody committing murder. Just like a robber. I've given you my treasure, but you don't give it away to the people. The treasure is my word. Worth much more than gold. But you don't give it away. Or you try to water it down. Or you try to put your spin on my word. It's like you're, you're committing highway robbery to these people. You're robbing them of my word. And they don't even know it. 
And because you don't give them my word, they won't live. My word won't allow them to know me. They'll make other decisions. It's like you're committing murder. It's like you're committing robbery. What a horrible thing. In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. Ephraim's whoredom is there. Could this be physical whoredom? It could be spiritual whoredom. Whatever you are lusting after, whatever you are chasing after, Israel is defiled. For you also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed. In other words, you're going to get judged too. And we're going to find out where people's hearts are. When I restore the fortunes of my people. So judgment is coming. But then again, there is hope. God is giving a promise that there is hope for people who love him. And I think today, when we look at this, we have to ask ourselves, do we really love God? Well, you may think you love God, but how do you, if you had to look at your life, if you were looking at your life and uh, as a third person, would looking at how you're living your life show somebody else how much you love God? You know, put your life on trial for just a minute. Examine what you do. How much time are you in prayer? How much time are you trying to read God's Word? I'm, I'm asking myself the same thing. Is the Word of God on your lips? Are you telling other people about the Word of God? Are you letting people know how much God loves them? You ask yourself these questions, you know. And uh, it's real interesting because God wants people who love Him. He doesn't want sacrifices. He doesn't want people saying, Oh, God, I've done this, this, and this for you. Or I've I've helped a bunch of little old ladies across the street. Or I've volunteered for, you know, charity work. Or I've given a whole bunch of money to the church. You know? All those things sort of are tasks that you can do, but do you really love God? I'm sure that there was a bunch of people in the southern kingdom and particularly in the northern kingdom who were making the case for themselves that they were doing good because they gave a bunch of offerings. And I'm sure the priests were making themselves nice livings by bringing people in and saying, okay, bring me some more sacrifices. Let's do this right, folks. And everybody's happy. Everybody goes home. But you know what? God says, I want more than that. I want people who love me in their hearts. And if you're not, are you really just chasing after other things? Are you going through the motion for God so that you can get back to what you really, really want? 
and it could be lustful behavior like it's talking about here in Hosea or it could be lustful behavior after other things are you lustful for money are you lustful for power or prestige or popularity or a certain career or you know who knows what <clears throat> God says you I need you to put me first I need you to love me as much as a um, a bride should love the husband and if you don't love me that much, you're chasing after somebody else. You're being unfaithful. He's, he's giving you the kind of love relationship that we can understand. The love of a parent for a child. What parent would love a child but not, <clears throat> number one, I'm going to love my job more than my child and I'm going to put my job first. I'm going to love... <clears throat> My sporting activities with my buddies more than my children. Or I'm going to love alcohol more than my children. Or whatever. What kind of parent does that? You would say to yourself, man, that's not a great parent. I want, I want a parent that loves me the most. Or if you're the wife, I want a husband that loves me the most. Or if I'm a husband, I want my wife to love me the most. To have to, it, it hurts to have to compete for the attention. God says, I want you to love me that much because that's how much I love you. And <clears throat> McGee makes the point that many countries, even like people here in the U.S., we're so blessed we have the Word of God, we have Bibles. The Word of God. You can go to a bookstore and buy a Bible. You can go to a hotel room, and most of the time, there's a Bible in the hotel room. A lot of people have iPhones now, or or smartphones. You can go to the app store, many cases, and download yourself a Bible free. There's not many ways that you can't get your hands on a Bible. In many churches you can go and the church will give you a Bible. <clears throat> so in many cases this generation has been blessed to receive the Word of God unlike any generation. And so, what a responsibility that is. If we've been given that word of God, think about what God was saying to the priests. You know, you guys have my scriptures, but you don't give it out to the people. You guys have my scriptures, but what, what are you doing? You, ha you haven't read them? You don't understand them? They don't matter. You ignore my words, you do what you want to do, and you take your position that I've given you, and you waste it. It's like committing robbery, and in many cases it's like committing murder, because 
the people that need to hear my word don't hear my word. Is that is that what God would say to us today? In the country we live in with so many Bibles and the Word of God is right there for us to look at, to read, to learn. We'd be doing that pretty good if we're loving Him. If we love Him that much, we want to read His Word. If we love Him that much, we want to let His Word affect our hearts and live in our hearts, change our hearts. So that if we need to change just like these people in the northern kingdom that Hosea is prophesying to, God can change our hearts like He wanted to change their hearts. So, what a nice, clear message to the northern kingdom and to all of us today. How much God wants us to Keep pressing on to know Him. So for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great and I hope you're feeling better. Matali wasn't feeling so good um, last week. And uh, so take it away, Matali, and we'll see you next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Hosea chapter 5 beginning at verse 15 all the way to Hosea chapter 6 verses 1 through to verse 11. So in chapter 6, the subject is Israel will return in the last days, but presently they are to be judged for the current sins of that day. So Israel, you know, will return to, to God so as as at present, you know, they haven't returned to the they have returned to the land rather, but they haven't yet returned to God. So we do not see the fulfillment of prophecy as at now, because as at now, if we look at the nation Israel, you know, um the judgment, we can see the judgment of the Lord upon that nation. So now uh we'll go back to um Hosea chapter five, verse fifteen. Which was the last, uh, which is the last uh, verse in chapter five, and it reads, "I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Then they will seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me." So God says, "Until they call upon Him, until they call upon God, He will not deliver them until they turn to God." So, um, the great sin that this nation um, committed was um, idolatry. So God will not hear them until they actually return to him. And this is a situation, it's applicable to, to us today. It's a situation that we see today. Uh, we tend to wonder why God, um, you know, is not hearing us. It's because, you know, we play religion and we play church. You know, we have all these rituals and ceremonies and, you know, all these little short courses that we take. We want all these shortcuts. Um, but not acknowledging or not um, 
actually calling upon God. And um, this is a situation that we saw um, here with these Israelites. So now that they were in a lot of trouble, you know, they were seeking God, but they actually did not know him. So now, um, moving on to scripture, chapter six, verse one reads, come and let us return to the Lord for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. So here in that day, it was, um, God's last call to the Northern kingdom. And it was also a warning to any nation that has made a profession of being a Christian nation. Hmm, I can give an example of my country, Zambia. We have made a profession of actually um, being a Christian nation. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 you know, we can actually see it from, from scripture here. You know, um, it's for any nation that has made a profession of being a Christian nation and has had the benefits of God's word. So this also looks at God's future plan that he will uh, heal them. That's the nation Israel. Even though he's torn them, he intends to actually bind them up. So, you know, he, God's not done with that nation Israel. And today, you know, this is applicable. You know, these nations that, you know, for example, Zambia was declared a Christian nation, you know, a while back. But if you look at, you know, um, the leaders, the way people actually um, tend to live and, you know, tend to carry themselves and behave, it's, you know, compared to the declaration of a Christian nation, it's, it's honestly a mockery to God. It's, it's sad. Um, you know, a lot of people want to play church and a lot of people want to do it publicly. You know, you find these leaders today, you know, they want to go to church and just, you know, like show like they're praying, they kneel down and, you know, there's cameras flashing all over and it says, oh, hey, you know, the leader actually went to church. He prays as a God-fearing man. He's a humble man and all. But, you know, God doesn't actually hear them. Because they're playing church, they're playing religion, and you know, they're not even sincere. Verse 2 of chapter 6 of Hosea reads After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. So, here in, you know, it's talking about the third day. So, he will rise up. This is um, in light of the resurrection of Christ. On the third day, um, you know, when Christ died. So he was raised for our justification today, both Jew and Gentile, you know, no matter what color, creed, race you are. Um, um, he, the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins in order to redeem us from our sins. And he was raised for our justification. And that will be applicable in that day. And, you know, we can see this in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 37, when God speaks of the day, he will bring them back into that land and bring them to himself as a resurrection. And this will be based on the one who was raised on the third day. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, because he was a redemption provided and a justification that if any man will accept him, um, this will bring him in the right relationship with God. So here in Ezekiel 37, I'm just going to pick out a few scriptures here. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out 
in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very, very, sorry, they were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones um, live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. It was, it will put uh, sinews on you and bring, oh sorry, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Um, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that I am the Lord so I prophesied and I was commanded that um, and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath in them also he said to me prophesy to the breath um prophesy son of man that and say to the breath thus says the lord god come from the four winds of breath and breathe on the on these slain that they may live so i prophesied and he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I open your graves and cause you to come up from the graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Here is a prophecy that states God's not done with the people. God's not done with that nation, Israel. So, um, you know, um, you know, God speaks of that day when he will bring them back into the land. You know, today people say, oh, their bones are dry and, you know, they've got no more hope. But God intends to actually restore that nation. And Paul develops this um, in uh, Romans 11 when... Um, you know, God receives the nation back, which he intends to do after he completes his purpose in the church and takes the church out of the world, uh, which is made up of both Jews and Gentiles. Uh, and today, um, you know, the word of God is actually going out on different um, channels and every corner and every globe. So there is no excuse. The word of God is actually going out. So let me just point pick out a few of uh verses from romans 11 it says i um i say then has god cast away his people certainly not for i am an israelite for the seed of abraham or of the seed of abraham of the tribe of benjamin god has not cast away his people whom he foreknew for do or do you not know what the scripture says of elijah how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed to who have not bowed the knee to bow.
even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But it is of works, it is no longer grace, otherwise work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it and the rest were blinded. Um, so here, you know, we see, you know, God's planned purpose, um, you know, in future when he, you know, he's going to take away the church. He's going to take away that um, remnant. Um, so he's not done with the nation Israel. And today, you know, the word of God is actually going out. It's going out in different channels. Here we have the word of God right now going out. We have through the Bible. We have, you know, radio groups. We have WhatsApp groups. You know, there's TV. There's, um, you know, missionaries all over the world. The word of God is actually going out today. And today is a wonderful time to be alive um, and to share God's word. Verse 3 of Hosea chapter 6 goes on to read, Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. So here, um, you know, Dr. Yves McGee said, you know, we're going to talk about the Lord, the former and the latter rain when we get to the book of Joel. So we'll get into more detail. But here, you know, when these people turn to God, the blessing will not only come to the people, but to also the land because you know when god judges the people he also judges the ecology there he also judges the animals there he also judges the land there so the blessing will also come upon the land and the animal world as well so the secrets to the solution to you know the problems of life today um is to know the lord that's just the secret. It's really simple and straightforward. So there is no way for improvement in the world apart from God's knowledge. You know, God's knowledge, you know, helps, you know, the social structure of our economies, our our environments today. If we know God's word, look at man. Man has been trying to bring peace um, into the world for so long. There's been, you know, a little period of time when we've had just peace, peace, absolute peace, but it's been war after war because man naturally is a warring creature and man has tried to bring up you know um we've seen governments try to bring up all these um uh you know organizations like you know amnesty international there was the league of nations there's the united nations but there's no peace there's war everywhere you look i mean you look at every continent there's like at least a war going on you know you have the war in Iran, in Iraq, you have the war in Afghanistan, you have the war in Somalia, in Mali. You know, there's been so many wars going on because man by nature is a warring creature and, you know, man is greedy, man is not satisfied. This is why there's just wars everywhere. And, you know, the secret to the solution of the problems of life today is to know the Lord. And, you know, there is no way of actually improving improvement in this world apart from God's knowledge. Verse 4 goes on to read, O Ephraim, what shall I do to you? O Judah, what shall I do to you? For your faithfulness is like um, a morning cloud and like the early dew, it goes away. So here God is saying that, you know, this 
as if you know he is actually frustrated because he loves this nation he loves these people and you know he's saying what am i going to do with you so he loves them but they continue to sin so it's like he's talking like what am i going to do with you my children and you know he will have to judge them so judgment you know is a strange work of god so he wants to save and not judge but when people keep turning away from god then a day comes when he has to judge them and this is what happened to these people so these people were religious but had no knowledge of god at all so they were far from god and this is what we have a lot of today you know we have a lot of people playing church we have a lot of people playing religion so these people were going through religion in form of ritual and ceremony you know like the morning cloud you know like scripture here says like the morning cloud and like the early dew um, and it goes away and this is what god is condemning them for he's condemning them for adultery that was their great sin and this um you know assumption that you know we have reached a high intellectual level and we can get rid of god is a problem today because we have a lot of smart people or people who actually think they are smart like they have attained you know a very high uh, level of thinking you know higher than you know the likes of david um the likes of jeremiah and all and and they they think oh we can we, we can do away with god it's a problem so religious has kept people from knowing god because of people's highest attitudes and all and you know know it all they write these little books and they go through like these short courses and all and they feel like oh hey i know god and you know i, I don't really need god in my life verse 5 of hosea chapter 6 goes on to read therefore i have hewn them by the prophets i have slain them by the words of my mouth and your judgments are like light that goes forth so god said you know i have skinned them alive with the prophets so these people didn't listen to the prophets so god sent them prophets and they didn't listen so um you know they didn't heed the warning so it wasn't for you know the lack of information or availability of information of information god had sent them prophets but they turned their backs so you know we are receiving the gospel today the word of god and how are we taking it are we turning our backs like these people did or are we accepting it and you know growing in the knowledge of the lord jesus christ you know with light comes responsibility dr jv mcgee has said it on so many times even scripture has said it you know you're better off not having heard the word of god at all because with light comes responsibility and you know right now we may be thinking we're getting by but you know you cannot just get by with sin that day is coming and god judges sin verse 6 goes on to read for i desire mercy not sacrifice and the knowledge of god more than burnt offerings so here you know these people that were going through a form you know a form of religion so you can go to church every day every sunday to be um you know and 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 fundamental you know you can criticize you know the pastor you can criticize you know what you're hearing and all and everyone else but until you know you and i can put the word of god in action you know shoe leather meets the road and um you know there'll be an evidence of mercy in our hearts and life um there is no substitute for you know really um eating the bread of life um 
that's God's word. There's no substitute for that. You know, we can do all the fundamentals and go through this religious form and all, but we cannot, um, you know, as long as we are not, um, growing in the knowledge of God and giving out the word of God, you know, there is no substitute for that. Um, you can't just go through a religious form and, you know, except expect like, Oh, Hey, I know God and I am saved. Verse seven, um, of Hebrew of Hosea, sorry, chapter six goes on to read, but like men, they transgressed the covenant. Uh, they, there, they dealt treacherously with me. So here God's here is talking about God's covenant with this nation. That's the covenant that's being talked about. Verse eight goes on to read, um, um, Gilead is a city of evildoers and defiled with blood. So here, you know, um, there's a lot of iniquity that came from Gilead. Verse 9 goes on to read, As bands of robbers lie in wait for a man, so the company of priests murder on the way, so um, Shechem, surely they commit lewd so here you know the priests are refusing you know here is talking about the priests who are refusing to actually give um you know to give um man the water or the bread of life you know that particular priest who's actually refusing to give out the word of god you know as long as they stand a minister as long as they stand on the pulpit and um, they don't give out the word of god this person is um, committing murder is as guilty as committing murder because they're not giving, they're not giving a chance to, um, the people to hear God's word and receive that eternal blessing and eternal life. They're as good as committing murder. They are murderers. Verse 10 and 11 goes on to read, I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the harlotry of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed for you when i return the captives of my people so here this is a warning to judah that their day is also coming um you know for, because for them god was not like a moth he was like um you know the rottenness of a foundation he was like um a baby uh, a cab lion um but that day was coming so god says the day is coming when he brings them back to the land but now he has to judge them for their sin so today you know we may think you're getting by with it but you're not you know you can play church you can um you can uh, go to church every Sunday and be a fundamentalist and criticize everyone and any, and everything. Um, but, you know, um, as long as we, you know, you do not have the knowledge of God and you're not growing in the knowledge of God, you know, judgment is surely coming. Let us grow in the knowledge of God, for this is the only secret to um, a better life um, for us. Um, you know, that's the only solution to the problems of life, to know the Lord, because, um, there is no way for improvement in this world apart from God's knowledge. So let's, let's not think, you know, we're clever and we're getting by with sin today. No, we're not getting by with sin today because God's judgment is coming. And, you know, judgment is a strange thing to God. He doesn't want to judge, but, you know, um, he's always calling us to go and turn to him. But, you know, we as his children, we keep um, going on and on, sinning and thinking we're clever. We've reached a higher plane of thinking. Um, 
when, um, you know, we keep breaking his heart. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. God bless and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.